D, pick, D, I, you, picture, no, I picked, I picked, S, no, D, I, D, D, to Jin, Jin, he picked Jin, up, Oh, at the last shaman's then. He said he is that what you mean? He picked you up at the um at the show that Le Fleur. Yes. Le Fleur Fatal. Yeah. Yeah, I came with him. He, he said he picked you up then. Yes, he did. That's yes, right. I picked up on that. Picking up. Where's that place at Fleur? Hmm? They're from Sweden. They're fans of mine, or at least their manager was. I don't know if the guys knew about me. But. Oh nice. But they H a had the D F L. They had the flu. Oh yeah, one the lead singer had the yeah. flu. Oh why? And well, it was it's what we experienced it as a tough show because it seemed like he would he would rather be in bed somewhere sleeping than be here. Oh.
this day
you. Keep going. All right, keep going. Yeah, isn't that right? Yeah. Temperature is changing our tuning. Hold on. Okay, this one's called Go With the Soul. Thank you. 
Thank you. Woo. Aloha, mahalo. Can I get C CDs of your music? Yes. CDs, um, hard copies or download? Frank, do you prefer either one? Mikey, do we prefer either one? No, either one. We'll, we'll get one to you. Okay. <laughs> Four. Four. A. S. As. N. As. M. A. As many. We'll take as many as you got. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. All right. You asked for it. I, I am, I am, no, I, no, for the, for the juke joint. All right. The L, A, S, last, Time you were here, the R E, the record industry had was that had just shut us down, wasn't that yeah, it? it this was like the yeah. first show when it's the Fleur Fatale where we met you. That was the first show we did after mm -hmm. Lover got shut down by the record industry. Mm -hmm. A, S, so, oh, what, what we did? Do you mean that juke joint that we discovered? <laughs> we mysteriously discovered an online um, radio station that played all the same music that Lover played but was untraceable to any human source. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> We leave no trail behind. We leave no trail. But somehow your music will mysteriously get played on it if we get it. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. Try your tuner, remember, on this cable. No, it's the, it's because you're going out the back. Oh, I'm actually it, just mic'd it. Oh, it's mic'd? Yeah, it's mic'd, so. Brand new cord. Mm -hmm. Is the battery good? Mm -hmm. There 
super psychedelic tonight. Gotta have a little bit to overcome. That is a that is one of my Q questions. That is one of your questions. What, what is question. what is O? No, what is P? Psychedelic. Oh, what is psychedelic? Oh, uh, it's um, kind of uh, the kind of music that uh, induces a uh, an en a cosmic endorphic feeling that uh, takes you on a journey, perhaps, and, and stimulates your imagination to go places it wouldn't otherwise, perhaps, go without a little assistance from the uh, magician musicians. <laughs> it can be any kind of sounds or music, you know. Ready for another? Yes. <coughs> this one's called Freedom. Taken and used in any way you choose. So 
when it comes to you, my lovers. Be ye wiser than the others who forgot about their hearts and set themselves apart from Mother Nature. Wisdom divine, I guess they'll be back one more of everything surrounded by the planets and we need their positivity to function and flow fill our bodies below so when we call on them my lovers let's be wiser than the others who forgot about their hearts and set themselves apart serving God and man and at the same time they didn't read the highway signs oh no There's something that you ought to know right now There's many, many paths to death, my friends But there's just one way to be reborn
This one goes way back. I wrote this one on the way to the first rainbow gathering at Granby Junction, Colorado in 1972, right before I joined the Soros family and Father Yod and all that. <coughs> so this is a song that's uh, it's an old family song. It's on one of our records. I forget the name of the record, but it's on one of them. They all got different titles than we originally had. So. Not all of them, but some, a couple of them. Anyhow, this one's called... Um, the dinosaurs.
I'm bringing this in, right?
it sure absolutely can. On any of those you bet. things. No problem. Okay, so you can grab your chair. I just moved it a little bit. Oh, no problem, no problem. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious at the end, can I make an announcement? Sure. Okay, yeah. Good. yeah. If it's okay with everybody, I, yeah. I'd like to, at the end of all of, you know, when you guys are finished, I'd like to talk about CCHR for a little bit. Just a minute. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, let's see. No, I think we're, we're good. good. Okay. All right. harmony with the beat of the times then for about 40 years it disappeared <laughs> and and I yes. would have to seek it out through you know in health food stores and cafes and areas you know where the hip more hip art, artistic people hung out because the 70s and 80s were kind of very materialistic and commercialized e and then a recently it's S been a rebirth kind of a renaissance es p Especially the 80s. Yeah, the 80s were especially uh, mm. freezing. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Frank, um, well, um, through the 70s, Frank would go out in his motorized mm. wheelchair and he'd just cruise around mm. all day mm. talking to people. Oh, yeah. He'd yeah. have a backpack mm. filled yeah. with binders of his yeah. writings mm. and press or whatever. Sure just go mm -hmm. up to strangers right. and but it wasn't like strangers you know yeah. people would just want to talk and yeah. oh get my binder out and like just right there they just hang out and talk and whatever project he was doing he told me about that we he typed something up and we tape it to his board yeah. And, yeah. um yeah. but and then um early 80s it started to change and when he would go up to people they would get like you know why are you coming up to me like that was the vibe like i don't know you why are you coming up to me right it was like that kind of feeling and eventually he stopped yeah. going out and talking to people yeah. in that way yeah. yeah well yeah that's you know the uh, the, the uh, uh, <coughs> energies of of the environment you know the psychological environment you know we've you know, we've been kind of like dealing with, you know, a different, you know, a different f format each age, and 
we're pretty consistent through it because we're we're sticking with eternal principles and so what we're seeing now is the cycles coming around again we held you know held out those of us that held out are are older but still young at heart and still bearing the same message which is still vital yeah yeah yes how did you get started yeah, doing the music in the way that I do, the songwriting and all that. Is that well, what you mean? Yes. Um, what? Hmm. Um, where? Hmm. Would? What? Where? Where? Did? Where come from? Yes. Well, um, I was born in Hollywood. <laughs> I was put up for adoption like before I was born, and uh, I was picked up by my parents who came out from Chicago and got me. And I, I went back to Chicago at seven days old, and I was raised in Chicago, inner city. And uh, I, my mother was a vaudeville singer, my adopted mother. She sang in, in vaudeville, and my, my dad uh, was a blackjack dealer in, in s South Chicago for Al Capone. <laughs> they were a bit older than me, but, uh, you know, interesting Back. people. Back, <laughs> W, the E, explains... <laughs> A lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, she was singing all the time, playing piano and all, most of the oldies. And I'd sit at the table with her and sing. And then, you know, I, I, so I sang a lot with her and loved her, her little mm. songs. And, uh, and then um, I admired all the rock and roll, you know, as I got older. And um, I, I really dug the Everly Brothers. Mm. I wasn't so much into Elvis. The Everly Brothers were, were another thing, and then the Beatles came, and then that was it for me. It was like I knew it, what I wanted to do, and and I had a, um, I had a you know a knack for writing songs. So songwriting was my aim, not per really performing or uh, any of that, because I felt that you know the songwriter had this, you know, was doing writing the soul, the the uh, kind of the blueprint, you know, for uh, for you know, and. and uh, and I just, and they made, you know, they made the money without doing a lot of hard physical work, you know, so I just thought, wow, I could write the songs, because I admired the songs that, that the Beatles were doing more than anything else, and, uh, and others were writing great songs, too, during that time that were very soulful and moving, and uh, I just kind of wanted to just sit home and be able to be with my family and collect the royalties from songwriting, so in 68... I was at I was a copy boy at at Chicago Daily News in the, during the '68 Democratic conventions, oh and and reporters came in with their hands and cameras smashed, and I was like, you know, I was this hippie kid, you know, that was writing these songs of peace and love, you know, in Chicago, and I'm going, I ain't gonna make it in Chicago. I better get out of here before they find me. <laughs> so I I came out to L.A. and pursued my my career as a songwriter, and uh, I was a songwriter for a couple of professional companies that wanted me to write bubblegum type songs that was what the, the pop songs were called back then and I wrote a lot of songs nothing the became famous the B E B R O R B R O brother mm -hmm. brotherhood no the brother of A N, Andy, 
Williams. Yeah. Yeah, Don Williams. Did you research me? He did his yeah. homework. <laughs> he did his homework. Yeah, it was, it was called, uh, the company was Bernard Williams and Price. And it was Don Williams was Andy Williams' brother, and they managed the Osmond brothers and uh, Mary Tyler Moore and Jack Jones and Roger Miller, dang me, and uh, and they had me. You know, I was I was part of their publishing company, and they paid me a hundred dollars a week to write unlimited songs, whatever they wanted to to have me write. How? Yeah. What is? W wrong with <laughs> this picture. Uh, which what the do you picture mean? you just painted of you of me in that company in that for com them in that environment. Uh, well, well, the way I I looked at it was that I uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was honing my craft. I was uh, being challenged to use my abilities to fashion music, you know, uh, at a whim, you know, and quickly and efficiently. And so, uh, you know, I, I learned how to do it and under those circumstances. And while I was always trying to push my heart song as well and landed, you know, a deal, I had, uh, I was introduced to Mark Gordon, who was the Fifth Dimensions, uh, manager and I played a song for him called Come Unto Me and he loved it and he wanted the fifth dimension to do it and I was very proud and I didn't want to change one of my words which he asked me to he said would you change Come Unto Me to Come On With Me and I said no and he said well we can't do it then and I just walked out of the office you know and who knows you know where I would that my whole life changed at that moment wow. <laughs> Always, no, always, always, W, A, walk away, yeah. always walk away. Yeah, that's basically was my thing. I never so wound up selling out to a big label or any of that machinations that ground people up in those days. Like uh, it happened to Sky, my good brother Sky Saxon, you know, Sunlight, Aquarian. He got he got a lot of his songs, you know, taken from him because F they were hungry and they gave him all away. Far from the, the seeds. Yes. Yeah. From the, the seeds. seeds. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know him as a seed. I knew him as uh, Arlick Aquarian in the Source family. That's where I met him. So I never related to him as the Sky Saxon persona. I always uh, related to him as a brother in the Source family. So that was our relationship. We did a lot of music he, together, played a lot together. He, L, no, he, no, M, I, Mikey. Mm. Mikey was the lead singer for the band that became the Counting Crows, uh, which is, you know, like they were. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, lovely. Yeah. And, <laughs> You know, when we met him, he was like Mr. Yuppie Man, slender with a hairdo. And um, one of a, a, a young gal that was working with Frank as an apprentice, I, F, U, F, I, F, U, fucked him. Up. <laughs> 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 Look at him now. Okay, <laughs> you will pay. <laughs> she was um, studying with Frank, but she was a fan of that band. 
Oh. And she had a crush on Mikey. So when they got together one time, it was like, oh, well, what do you do? She says, well, I study with the shaman performance artist, Frank Moore. Oh, well, you know, so she gave him some of Frank's writings to read. And he said the floor just fell out from under him because he wasn't happy. It was like that fast yeah. track to fame. It was yeah. just him and his friend yeah. Yeah. that played music. All of a sudden, they're managed by Bill Graham, and yeah. it's like mm. they can't do stuff anymore yeah. the way they want to do it. They got to yeah. do it this yeah. way. And Mikey was the only one that wasn't happy with it. Yeah. So when he came to Frank's performance, yeah. and there's Frank sitting there in this record store in Berkeley with yeah. a, a big storefront, and he had all these naked men and women body painted dancing around while he sang you know mikey was like this guy knows how to have fun with his art yeah and quit the band and yeah. started working with frank yes. but Sweet. then but we p we paid yeah for for years we had to pay the attorneys off an interest-free <laughs> loan. That was the way he got out yeah. of it. We paid him like fifteen dollars a month forever. Yeah, right. So you know, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good way to yeah. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 make it affordable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta have a little say so of your own in that. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so I'm gonna be uh, on this trip. I got the good news that I'm gonna get a portion of uh, sunlight. Mm. Sax, Sky Saxon's ashes, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be taking them up to Mount Shasta where we live together, and going to be spreading wow. them out on in the mountain. Wow. And another portion of them is going to go to some kind mm -hmm. of a place in Hollywood where people could mm -hmm. get to you know, <laughs> visit his his spirit. And another portion is going to go to Hawaii where his, mm -hmm. our father, spiritual father Yehovah's ashes were thrown mm -hmm. in the ocean there. And, uh, our one of our sisters in the family is going to uh, take the ashes and uh, put them in the ocean mm. and uh, and so uh, that's a blessing did the T R I tribe B U E. Tribute? Tribute? Yeah. Did the Tribute album yeah. ever come out? It's not out yet. Um, it's on mm -hmm. Global Recording mm -hmm. Artists. We're also the Destiny of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. the, some of the songs that you heard tonight mm -hmm. are on uh, Global Recording Artists label mm -hmm. out of San Francisco. That's mm -hmm. Carl Anderson. And uh, he turned La Fleur Fatale on to you mm -hmm. to, to come here. Oh, and wow. uh, yeah, he's gonna distribute the uh, the, the Sky Saxon. How did he know about Frank? Tribute. I don't know. Uh, I can. I'll ask him maybe tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a Bay Area character, and he he did a lot of the videos for the Grateful Dead. He's a videographer, and uh, he has a really nice label. And uh, <clears throat> another label I, I want to plug is Prophase Music out of Philadelphia, who's handling all the new Yehoah 13 music. If you want some uh, genuine psychedelic improv music that has a direction and is positive, uh, that's where to go for that prophase music. For the uh, our the Yehoah 13 album come that's out now is called Yehoah 2013. So it's kind of uh, you know a future message coming back from the future. Can I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
have it when it comes yeah. out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I have it. I'll get it. I'll give it to you. Okay. Yeah. S. So. How? How <coughs> did you get of you out of the R E record business business yeah how did I get out of the record business and oh okay into a o other C U L T and into another cult. Oh yeah, into another yeah, that cult is the it was went from the flip side. The dark side, the dark cult into the light cult. Yeah. Yeah. Um well, you know, uh Basically, it's a long story, <laughs> but it it all happened within about a year period. Uh, it had a lot uh, a lot to do with uh, getting busted on Sunset Strip, uh, getting entrapped by a narc, and I was working for this record that the record label, uh, the, the Don Williams label, and then, and uh, I got on probation, and it, and then. Uh, I I went back to Chicago for a little bit. It was around 1970, and then mm. I I decided uh, uh, to go back to San Francisco. I was in a band with some friends of mine. Then I went to the first Rainbow Gathering. Then I I joined the House of Love and Prayer at Ninth mm. and Judah Street. The Shlomo Karlbach, mm. the singing rabbi, was about, and I I had all these mystical Kundalini experiences, mm. and I was dancing to Ravi Shankar mm. music and smoking herb and taking hot and cold baths and eating mm -hmm. all pure foods, you know, and I had an experience and I heard uh, Father Yod's voice in an experience that I had come to me and it, I wound up getting direction to come back to LA and I came back to LA. I didn't know where the voice, whose voice it was, but when I, when I met him then I knew it was his and uh, mm -hmm. You know, they were studying what I was studying, uh, and uh, they were living the lifestyle that I wanted to live, and they loved music, and it was a supportive uh, Aquarian futuristic environment. It was a modernist scene community, and I just felt everything start glowing inside of me and was happy, and I said, this must be where I'm supposed to, to be, and uh, it was a very rigorous monastic training grounds with a lot of austerity and discipline which I loved mm. and I needed and I learned uh, conscious breathing I learned about the I am presence I learned about Yodevahe more and more and Kabbalah and massage and health food we had a health food restaurant Sunset Strip and all the movie stars came and ate there and the Beatles sent people when they were recording to I, us and it was a great experience nothing like G it F O I I find cults make the best foods. Cults are cultured. Find a restaurant run by a cult, you can pretty much figure yeah. out to get good healthy food. Yeah. Well, we were we were an army. We were run like a like an army. We lived. We were 140 people. Lived in a three bedroom house. 
and uh, we uh, made we made all the rooms into beehives. Uh, ever hear of? We slept stacked on top of each other. Ever hear of S P I Spirit and flesh. Spirit and flesh. It was a commune in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Oh well, no. The oh, band. you mean the band? It was a band. Oh, yeah. Nice. Out of Massachusetts. Nice. Never yeah. heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of us, but you know, the communication systems were like the Pony Express in those days. <laughs> you know, now it's like a flash. We can find we can find each other now a lot easier if we're looking. Yeah. More? Hey, I want you. I want you to meet Ryan here. Ryan came down from Mount Shasta with me, and we're doing uh, some great stuff up on Mount Shasta because uh, we got the tw the twelve twenty one end of the Mayan calendar coming up, and we're doing a big celebration on Mount Shasta, which is where the I Am Presence teachings came through through the Saint Germain teachings. And so the Mount Shasta is a very spiritual location, of course, mm -hmm. on the planets, on the ring of fire of mm -hmm. all those, the volcanic ring, the Hawaii's in the center of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're, we're planning on a really big event that hundreds of people mm -hmm. uh, are going to be showing up to, coming from all places around uh, mm -hmm. California and other parts of the United States and maybe from mm -hmm. other parts of the world, who knows. And... Um, uh, it's, uh, we're going to have DJs and live, you know, a lot of live psychedelic music, and we're going to have a sacred space room. And you're all you're all invited to come up. And Ryan all, does all the tech work there, and uh, maybe he'd like to say a few words about it. Uh, we're going to have a um, a psychedelic 3D projection mapping visual artist named Zendarbo, who's going to light up the inside of the stage where we're going to do a Yehoah 33 style set. Uh, my group, Double Chief, is also going to do a set, and it's going to be very psychedelic with these crazy 3D visual maps. Have you guys seen um, projection mapping before? Have we seen that, Mikey? No. No. Oh, I think it's it's pretty cool. Roger Waters, his the wall tour. That's what he projects onto his walls, and he makes bricks fly at you and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. We just. Do S slides are the our level of tech is and we've been Those using this cool for a long too. time because it's a slide projector. I don't think uh, we can get them anymore. We project slides from the past like forty years of what we've been doing onto um, nude bodies with strobe lights going and no other light. Oh yeah, that sounds so, rad. Yeah, that. That pretty so, cool. Yeah, <laughs> really works. Yeah. People love it. Yeah. yeah. What, how, how did you meet? How did you guys meet? I guess you're asking Ryan how he met Jim. Well, let's see. I think we met through Sky. Yeah, I think. Playing music with Sky. Yeah, we met in a jam circle in Mount Shasta up on the mountain in a, in a lodge. Where, yeah. That's where I first met you. Yeah. He's born on the same day as as Sky. So um, which is when? August twentieth. Yeah. So it's uh, uh, it's kind of cosmic. Yeah. Here we are. Sky loved Brian. How long? How long? 
83. You. Two. Would. Could. See. O. N. C O M. Come. For. Come back. And. J. A. And jam. With. With me. On. The. Piano. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's our specialty is jamming. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the dinosaur sounds you were making. Yeah, that was right in there. Yeah. And I <laughs> play the piano. Yeah, well, yeah. we started through the show because um, we'd have these great musicians and Frank wanted to be able to play with them. And of course, he hadn't played piano before, but it was like the first time, well, can I play piano with you? And the person said, sure, you know. So Frank gets here and he starts, and he plays like from here down, so it's like a oh. whole body oh. thing. Yeah. And um, the person he played with said, wow, that was great. So that was like encouraging. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then he just kept going. And yeah. He's done it a bunch. Yeah, the spirit is indomitable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finds ways to express. Yeah. Is, is that... Is that the end? Yeah, I guess that's the end. Okay, we're good. So you want to make an announcement? Yeah, I'd like to make an announcement. It's an honor to be here uh, with everybody. And I'd like to make the world aware of the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative of 2014, which is Jack Herrer, H-E-R-E-R's initiative and his vision. It's going to free all <coughs> cannabis political prisoners on the spot, reuniting families. It's going to give student loans back to people in universities and colleges that have been arrested for cannabis. It's going to seal, expunge, and destroy any felony or misdemeanor prior or present. It's going to provide uh, green industry for millions of Californians, uh, ending poverty in our state. Uh, it's going to uh, allow 21 and over recreational use of cannabis, uh, and it will be regulated like uh, wine and beer. Uh, it will be for medical cannabis patients. Uh, it will be for our providers and for our doctors and for our growers, and we will no longer be targeted by the federal government. Um, it's going to, as far as the urinalysis tests go, uh, it, it will only be tested for um, live THC in the body while you're working and not, and not dormant uh, THC as it is now. Um, it's going to revol revolutionize and change California for the better, and we're going to go nationwide with it. Uh, that's www.cchi2014.org. That's the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative of 2014. It is a grassroots effort. We're asking for people to get together, go to the website, contact us, and ask for uh, signatures because uh, we're having a signature drive so we can get it on the ballot. We had over 350,000 signatures the last try here in 2012, and we feel that in 2014 we're going to take it over the top, and then we're going to go nationwide with it, and we're going to end the war on cannabis MMJ hemp forever in America. Okay. Right, oh. and um, so do we need we'll to say anything more <laughs> about who you, maybe say again who you are, so if people want to look you up, they can find okay, you. Okay, I'm Jin Aquarian, D-J-I-N, Aquarian, like the Aquarian age. Yes. 
And uh, I can be found Gene Aquarian WordPress, mm. my music, and some of my... Or uh, GeneAquarian.info, okay. actually. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. or GeneAquarian.bandcamp.com, yeah. too, is okay. where it's, all his music is hosted, and you can check out and albums and buy them. Tell him your Aquarian name. Or, or G, go, or G-O, of Google. Yeah. Google him. Yeah, Google me. Yeah. And uh, tonight we're tonight we're going to be playing at the Vortex Room on on Howard Street in San Francisco yeah. at about nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. So everybody who's listening, who's in the area, can go hear us live yeah. at the Vortex Room. And my message to the world is: make peace with your hearts, and let your heart lead the way. That's great. And stay in the breath, conscious breathing, and I am presence. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> awesome.